Listeners to another episode of True North Nerds. Yay! <laughs> this Yay! week, uh, <laughs> this week it's a uh, kind of a shooting the shit episode. It's uh, just gonna be kind of a casual, relaxed fit. Uh, with us, we have Kevin. Hi. Wow, you sounded pretty far delayed. away. Hi. Is that better? <laughs> Is my sound Near? off? Four. I will Near? talk right into my microphone for the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> and we've already gone off the rails. So Woo-hoo. Ryan's also here. Yeah, I'm here. Let's go. Woo. And uh, and Jen is not here. She is a little bit under the weather, so we're going to soldier on without her. But if you miss her in a week from this episode, there will be an episode of Sailor Snacking. So it's not Yay! like you, you go like two weeks without her. <laughs> so, uh, Ryan, what do you have in the news this week? What's in the news? Lots of new trailers. Some movie news. Um... Yeah, no, no, not a whole lot, but uh, let's start here. Let's start. Ooh, we had our, uh, our new uh, trailer for Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins. Did you guys check that one out? Yes, I did. I have to admit I did not because G.I. Joe is not really my thing, but uh, tell me all about it, Ryan. Uh, it was pretty cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... <laughs> It's uh yeah so it's, it's a trailer. It looks like this movie's going to be giving us the origin story for Snake Eyes. Uh, you know, it looks like Storm Shadow brings him back to his clan where they're going to train. Uh, we see that Cobra is an enemy that's starting to to, to come up, and you see Baroness, which maybe you know, and and a, and a scene that it's kind of funny. The way the trailer makes it look, it looks like how he gets his name, his nickname, or his code name of Snake Eyes, and he's actually, you know, got some dice that are just showing ones. So you know, Snake Eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of action. Uh, it's, it's actually, you know, I, it looks good. I'm, uh, I anticipate seeing this movie. Brent, yeah, um, it gave us, a, it gave us a little bit more plot. Um, but without giving away the entire thing, it looks pretty good. Like, um, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, there's a whole bunch of whiny crybaby cry nerds out there that are, why can't you see his face? Why is he Asian? Shut up. Exactly. <laughs> Things change. And, like, it looks cool. I think at the very least, even if it doesn't turn out to be kind of like a good G.I. Joe movie, I think it'll be a half-decent ninja movie, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Well, it is Snake Eyes, or, you know, his origin, so it should be ninja-y. Yeah. 
but uh, it looks pretty good. I, I like. I, I was going to see it regardless, so it's not like. <laughs> it looks like it's going to have some good set pieces, like some good action set pieces in it involving like motorcycles and ninjas. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. It, I think at the very least, it's going to be a good you know, sit down, here's some popcorn, have a drink, watch this for an hour and a half, and uh, forget about what's going on outside. Yeah, which is is fine. I, I like. I kind of hope that uh, I don't know because if real movie theaters will be open at that point, but I kind of want to see it with Ed Campbell. Yeah, I know. Like his love of GI Joe is so great that it i it's like a love that knows no bounds yeah i like seeing movies with when people really love the subject matter and maybe it's a weird thing for me but like it's or like are really really looking forward to it because it makes it more enjoyable it's almost more infectious in some ways so of course if they shit the bed too i guess it can go the opposite way yeah but well, yes, that's the same reaction Jen had when she watched that uh, that uh, Warner Brothers. Uh, the, was it? The, is it the uh, Teen Titans go to the movies with you, with the two of you? Oh yeah, yes. But okay, so moving on from that. Oh, another Hasbro property gave us uh, some news this week. Uh, we got a, a, a title for next summer's Transformers movie, which I think is like number seven. Was it no? Seven, eight in the franchise? How many did we get? We got three Bay movies, two Mark Wahlberg movies, and a Bumblebee. So, yes, this is number seven. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And this one is called Transformers Rise of the Beasts. So there's a lot of fans out there getting all real excited because apparently we will be seeing some of the Beast machines like uh, Optimus Primal and Rhinox in this movie. Well, here's a weird bit of trivia about me is that of all the Transformers series of the past, Beast Wars is the one I've watched the most, mostly because it was made by the same company that made uh, Reboot, and I love that show so much I wanted to see what their next show was like. So I think I watched pretty much all of at least the first season of, of Beast Wars. Yeah. And it, it was Beast- pretty cool. Beast Machines was a little harder to get behind because it like it never seemed to air in the same day or time slot. Yeah. Mm. That was a YTV thing. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so, yeah, so we're going to get some Beast Transformers, the Maximals and the Terracons and Predacons and the Predacons. That's the ones. Yes. Uh, the now, bad the- guys were all dinosaurs, weren't they? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, no, only Megatron was the dinosaur. Okay. Uh, because uh, the other ones were just other, yeah, like uh, Waspinator was a wasp. That's right. Black Rachnia was a spider. Yes, yes, yes. Um, trying to think of some of the other bad guys. There was, uh, there was like a scorpion guy. I don't know if that was, if he was Scorpinox <laughs> or not. But, uh, uh, yeah, there was a Scorpinox. Was there in Beast Wars? Yes. Okay. They did reuse some of the names and stuff like that. And like, there's even a point where they, um, there's like a, because they're as spoilers for a like 20 year old cartoon. Um, they find out that they have crash landed on earth and the transformers that like we all grew up with 
have already crash landed on Earth, so they go into like the yes. arc, and we get to see them and stuff like that. And, and they're small compared to them. And yeah, the 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 uh, Maximals and stuff are uh, like regular, like animal size, whereas yeah. the Transformers were freaking huge. Yeah, they were mm-hmm. like you know trucking car size. Yes, yeah. so uh, it'll be interesting to see what you know what happens here. Especially like, and once again, from that, from what I've read, this is supposed to take place after Bumblebee, and before the Michael Bay movies. Which what I it's, I still wonder if they will eventually just be like, okay, forget about the Michael Bay movies. We're just we reset at Bumblebee, but then every so often I hear rumblings that they're working on another movie that follows up what happened at the end of the last uh, Mark Wahlberg one, uh, Jedi, last, uh, Jedi. <laughs> uh, last Night. Is that what it was called? Transformers Last Night? Or... Yeah, the one, no, the one with... Uh, with uh, where they brought, Once again, they tried to bring Cybertron to Earth and... Evil Optimus oh, Prime was there. I was like, I was for whatever reason. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh yeah, last night, as in K N I G H. Yeah, remember they they said the Transformers with not, that, you know, not King Arthur was real last night. The the little known Transformers talk show. Uh, <laughs> yes, that one. It's Transformers last night. Story is Prime Megatron. Moving on. Ah, The Suicide Squad had a new trailer. Mm. Now, I know we all saw that one. Yes, I did watch that one. Yes. Uh, Two parts of this trailer made me laugh. Can you guess what parts? John Cena? Yes. What whole part? Starfish. Starfish. It's like Mission Operation Starfish. Uh, that's slang for a butthole. Any relation? No. Okay. And I love how he's making notes. So clearly he had written down, is this a butthole mission? Yeah, it looks like fine. I'm yeah. looking forward to the Suicide Squad. Well, as I was looking at it and James Gunn's track record with me as a director is pretty solid. Like the movies that he's made, I all and I enjoy all of them, other than um, I believe it's called Super. It has Rain Wilson in it as like a guy who becomes a real life costume. Oh, did he like, make that movie? Yeah, I've watched I, that movie. It and it's not that it's a bad movie, but it it really kind of made me uncomfortable. Yeah, it's very dark. But like between that and like. His movies as a writer, too, are pretty solid. Like, the remake of Dawn of the Dead is, like, one of the better film remakes of the last 20 years. Uh, The Slither I really enjoy, which he also directed. Um, I'm not a big fan of the Scooby-Doo movies, but I know a lot of people who are. (laughs) So. And, uh... Well, I guess Brightburn, he just produced. He, He didn't actually do anything with it, so... Uh, so then the you haven't guessed the second part of the trailer that made me laugh though. Can, can you guess that? Um is it something about the weasel? No. 
I don't know. I'm not sure then, because that was going to uh, be. Yeah. At the end of the end of the trailer, you see um, what's his name? I guess it's Flag, right? Mm-hmm. That's the same yeah. guy again. Yeah, He's on the time. comms, and he he calls out. He's like Ratatouille. What do you see? And then they cut, and you see King Shirt. And he goes, "Bird." <laughs> and then he's like, "Get off the comms!" And you know, so just the big shark guy going, "Bird," and looking at a fucking pigeon in front of him. Yeah, it made me laugh. Which also <laughs> like makes you think because it's like that's Sylvester Stallone doing it. Oh, it is too, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Being the voice. Yeah, so that's going to be an interesting movie when it comes out. Yeah. And that's later this summer, too, right? Is that August? Uh, August, I want to say. Yeah, the next uh, three to four months are, are quite busy for movies. Yeah. Pretty much for the rest of the, from now to the end of the year is busy for movies. Yeah. Well, we're getting two years worth of movies in one year. Yeah. Well, in six months. Yeah. Uh, okay, other, let's keep going. Now we got a new Shang-Chi trailer. Yes, I just rewatched that again just before we started recording. Yes, I was actually trying to look it up to rewatch it again before we started recording, but then you guys came online. So, uh, once again, interesting looking trailer. Yeah. Uh, I guess we can, it's not really a spoiler if it's in the trailer. Uh, surprised as shit to see the Abomination show up at the end of it. Yeah. 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 Like and that took two viewings for me. Like the first one, I'm like, that looks like the abomination. And then somebody posted, I guess it's the one of the companies that put out the trailer. When you watch it with screen captioning, it has like abomination roars as like the the subtitling or whatever. I'm like, oh, oh okay. so I guess it definitely is him. It looks like some kind of underground fight club. Yeah, that was my my guess for some kind of like maybe you know, you know yeah illegal fighting tournament or something, right? Mm-hmm. Now, somebody told me that Wong was in the trailer. Did you see Wong there? Uh, I did not. It no. surprised me in some ways because it's is Doctor Strange the next movie they have lined up? No, I guess the Eternals no. is after. This, no, right? oh no, there are no. many movies before we get to Doctor Strange. Yeah, <laughs> Eternals and Spider-Man. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting about Spider-Man because we haven't seen anything from it yet. I thought everybody was anticipating a trailer today with Fast and the Furious or something, but but if it is, they I have to put it online and it's yeah, and nobody's talked about it unless it's, unless it's going out with tonight's viewings and not last night's viewings. Yeah, um, which is possible. I just I, I don't. Is there a big Sony movie coming out anytime soon? Other than, you know, Spider-Man in December? Ghostbusters? That's not until... We'll get a trailer before that, because that's not until October, October. November. Um, movie releases. But, uh... Yeah, no, I didn't notice Abomination until afterwards. Like, I watched the trailer once, and then... I don't know if I saw a headline or something that I was like, Oh, shit, yeah, that's Abomination. That's awesome. Because last time we'd heard anything about him, he was in prison. Yep. And, and then we'll, uh, and then I'm a little surprised that like because there was there's well maybe this is the reintroduction of him. Isn't there rumors that he's going to be in She-Hulk? That's what I was just going to say. Yeah, we'd heard he's supposed to be in She-Hulk. Yeah. 
So there were some interesting things in the Shang-Chi trailer. Um, it's It looks like what the rings themselves, I was expecting the Mandarin's rings, which are like on his fingers. The, yep. the fact that they're these are like bracelets. I thought that was cool. Um, so and the way whether, that they can use them. Yeah. Whether that guy is the Mandarin or not, I'm not I'm not sure. Uh, but it appears that just like in the comics, the the sort of main protagonist or antagonist of um, of Shang Chi will be his father, but they have changed it, right? Because in the comics, his father was that most stereotypical of Asian villains, Fu Manchu, wasn't he? Yeah. So the, it's it's a double fold thing. One, that character is now a racist caricature. Right. Like in yeah. today's standards, he oh, yeah. won't really fly. And the other thing is, is Marvel doesn't own him. That's why no. he hasn't been used as like, I think Shang-Chi's father has appeared in comics uh, since the rights returned back to whoever owns them. Uh, but he's never referred to like by name or anything like that. So it's, it's probably for the best. Um, I um, Part of me wonders if, if he if so the character played by Tony uh, Leung and please excuse my pronunciation if it's awful um, is listed as Wenwu 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 um, and that's what his like action figure is listed as and stuff like that um, I think the the idea is is that maybe drifting away from the Mandarin name, at least in mainstream sort of prominence might not be a bad idea just because that like it's the Mandarin as a name isn't exactly racist per se, but right. it definitely gives it sort of a certain regionality to oh, it. Oh, for that, sure. Like, and yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets like sort of brought up and quickly sort of dropped at the same time. Um, a- according to uh, Wikipedia, now Wikipedia is suspect at the best of times. Benedict Wong does appear as Wong in the film, but we, we shall see. Right. Now. I had just had to look something up because I was I was wondering. So we do see like an underwater uh, giant dragon creature, and I know we've seen toys of like a dragon. Um, of course, you see a dragon in the Mar- like, that looks like that in the Marvel U, and you think, "Ooh, is this gonna be Fing Fang Foom?" Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my thought. Uh, it is right now the one like the toy and like the Funko Pop and everything. It's it's called the Great Protector. Mm. Uh, now. Does it come out later that the Great Protector is also known as Fing Fang Foom? Who will all find out? But as of right now, it's just that's the Great Protector. Yeah, I'm curious to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. And we'll see, right? And it's weirdly for me, maybe it's as a Marvel nerd when I I saw it. I'm like, are they bringing like the dragon from Iron Fist into this film? Mm. but I don't think it is like I, I, I like it was one of those things that just like how it's sort of presented in the trailer just sort of makes me think that way. Okay. But I'm probably Shang-Chi wrong. isn't 
isn't tied to Kunlun or any of that Asian mysticism part of the Marvel Universe, is he? Not He's more really. Like, no, surprisingly not. Yeah, yeah, like um, I was like thinking about it because the the last real good run at Iron Fist and the like there's been decent runs here and there, but the the last sort of great run, I guess, of Iron Fist is um Ed Brubaker and Matt Fraction's run on the book with uh, various artists coming in and out. And there's a big like martial arts tournament in like the the Marvel metaphysical space, then Shang-Chi doesn't appear in it at all. So it's, I, I, it, it was one of those things at the time I thought was a little weird, but it's like Shang-Chi is more the, up until this film is more like the, the down to earth brawler. He doesn't, he's like, doesn't he's like have the Jackie Chan powers. of the Marvel universe. In in a lot of ways, yeah. Like he doesn't have super strength or super speed or any of that sort of stuff. He is just a guy who can punch and kick really, really good. Right. Whereas whereas Iron Fist can also punch and kick really, really good, but he can turn his fist into a fist of iron. So. Right. And for anybody listening, that run on Iron Fist is really, really good. Highly recommend it. Um, so nice. next, Ryan. Next, uh, changing gears, uh, we got a trailer for Halloween Kills. Oh yeah! Did you look at that one, Kevin? I did not. That's not my type of film. Those usually aren't my type of films either. But I did watch Halloween and I did enjoy it. Um, like minutes after it leaves off. Yeah. It's like we, the last one we we see it you know ending with the house burning. Uh, this one starts off with them getting in the car, driving away from the burning house. And, and we it, see how Mike, like Michael Myers plausible reason of how uh, how he survives, how Michael Myers escapes, right? Yeah, to kill again. But like the thing I like about this trailer and about possibly the movie itself is it looks like in some ways the town is going to try and get their shit together. Yeah. It looks like the entire town is like, okay, screw this guy. Let's get him. <laughs> and they go after him as like, almost like this small army. Yeah. We get the pitchforks out. Let's go yeah. after Frankenstein. I, I want to say there's even a scene that, that sort of shows them like with torches. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. It's uh, I, I'm really looking forward to this. I I love the original John Carpenter Halloween. Um, the second one is uh decent, it, and then it just sort of goes downhill from there. Um, I did once for Geekard for Halloween. I watched all of the Halloween films at the time, minus the Rob Zombie remakes. And man, does it get into some uh, ridiculous and terrible things. Hmm. But the I I really liked the this I not can what do we call these movies where it's like I guess it's a reboot right because yeah. the it it proposes that the first original movie existed but everything after did not yeah hmm. alternate timeline reboot yeah. retcon yeah retcon's a good word for it. Yeah, it's a uh, reboot. 
But uh, yeah, that one's coming out uh, obviously this October. Perfect timing, I think. Yep. And uh, yep, should be good. Uh, here we go. So Kevin, we were talking about this one. Mm-hmm. Today, I think today at work. Uh, we got a trailer for season two of Picard. Yes, we did. Please tell us about it. So we get some Q. And Q's, one of Q's first lines to Picard is, boy, you're looking old. Well, he's not looking like uh, any spring chicken himself. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, the character might be an immortal um, pan-dimensional being, but uh, the actor's not. The actor's not. not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's hard to tell exactly what's going on. We hear the line, time is broken. We see Picard going home and looking for his um, Romulan major domos. Uh uh, all the crew is back. Oh, there's a there's a really fun scene where we see Seven of Nine waking up, and she puts her hand to her face and looks in the mirror, and her implants are gone. But uh, you know, we're not quite sure what's going on. We know there's a time a wacky time hijinks, so maybe it's the Star Trek Loki. Uh, but uh, it's not coming until 2022. Here's my theory about how things are going to be rolled out this year. We're getting. We're getting um, the new season of Lower Decks starting in August. So that's really not that far away. Uh, That'll run, what, 10 episodes. And then I think we'll probably get season two of Discovery. Then maybe the new kids series, Prodigy, and then Picard. Or season four of Discovery. Okay. As you say, I thought I watched a season three last year. Season four (laughs) of Discovery. I'm sorry. (laughs) I was thinking about Picard, which is – it was season twos of of Lower Decks and Picard, season four of Discovery. I think it's going to alternate animated, live action, animated, live action. That's that's just a guess on my part. I have nothing to confirm that, but uh, seems to be uh, working for Star Wars over at Disney Plus. Yeah, and and remember last year they 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 hyped twenty three weeks of Star Trek starting in August. So uh, that's what's going to happen again this year, I think. But it could go even longer than twenty three weeks if we're getting if we get Discovery and because the Discovery trailer a while back did say twenty twenty one fall twenty twenty one. So that's just my gut. Yeah. So yeah, looks good. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. There's there's Romulan. Well, I don't think that we're gonna get the Romulan plot back, and I don't. I, I really don't know where they're gonna go with this story. So I'm ex- just excited about it. But if you would like to hear more about Star Trek Picard, please listen to the latest episode of Galaxy Class, an episode which I am not on, but my co-hosts Rhea, Joe, and Amy discuss season one of Picard and all of its connections to the next generation. That's a shameless plug for my other show. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so... The Flash has, you know, we've talked about before, The Flash, the movie, you know, The Flash has started filming. And we're actually getting uh, photos from the set. And this week, it started off with a teaser image of. You remember when they first put out the the new image of uh, of of the Superman logo of the new when the of the new movies? It's just you know the big chest shot with the S with the S, and you see all like the texture on the costume and stuff. Uh, so they put another image like that out this week, uh, but it was slightly different because it's a Supergirl. Uh, shield. Have you image. seen any of the images of Supergirl in her costume? 
Yes, I have. Have you? Hmm. I have. It is an interesting look for her. Yeah, it's pretty much just looks like Man of Steel Superman's costume, but with a girl wearing it. Yeah. It's uh, it's kind of like the one that uh, Melissa Benoist wore in the last couple seasons of Supergirl, the TV series. Yeah, yeah with pants, right? Yeah, it's like a one. It's like a onesie. Oh uh, yeah. So in the latest, you know, that's what we see in this week's, uh, you know, on set photos. We get glimpses of the uh, of the new Supergirl, and we get to see Michael Keaton in Bruce Wayne mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as we see uh, Ezra Miller, yeah, as uh, Barry Allen walking around too. Well, I would hope Barry Allen is in a movie called The Flash. Yeah, you would think. <laughs> I'm more excited to see Michael Keaton Batman, but. Uh, so yeah, so the movie's going forward. Finally, we'll see what happens when when it comes out. Uh, okay, so just a few more small things. Uh, were you guys fans of Interview with a Vampire? Yes. Well, um, I like the film. Uh, yep. I like the. It's part of a series of novels by Anne Rice. Yes. Mm-hmm. I like the first two. After that, it kind of goes off the rails and isn't particularly great. Um, <laughs> but the first two, uh, interview with the vampire and the vampire Lestat are great books. Well, the producers, or at least one of the producers of breaking bad is looking to bring it, uh, to AMC as a TV series. Yeah. I'll believe it when it hits my screen and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll go into it after you, you do the little news clip about it. <laughs> no, that's, that's the news clip about it. There you go. Oh, okay. So, um, the Vampire Chronicles, as they are basically group known, uh, what to say, like, they have been nearly TV series over the last decade or so, like a half a dozen times. The, before this, the last version of it that was being worked on, I can't remember what network it was going to be for. But it was uh, Brian Fuller was involved with it. The uh, the guy who w- is like um, worked on Discovery and like it's one of those things that like yeah. he tends to work on things before they come out and then he quits or gets fired. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Here it is. Uh, it was announced in 2018 um, that uh, Fuller was leaving the project and it was at Hulu at the time. Then 2019, the rights expired, and uh, AMC picked up the rights to both the Vampire Chronicles and another series of Anne Rice's uh, The Lives of the Mayfair Witches, which the the first novel, uh, The Witching Hour, was absolutely great, and then I got to the end of it and literally threw my book. Oh. <laughs> it, it is a nearly... I want to say it's, I know it's over a thousand pages. It might be nearly two and it ends on to be continued. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was mad. <laughs> but no, so there you go. So it might be coming to a small screen near you sometime soon then. Maybe. Yeah. And, and like, it's, you know, it, it's one of those things that like it, maybe it'll happen this time. Like it, it gets optioned a fair amount because the, the novels still sell the, the yeah. first film with uh, Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt. 
Tell um, us how you feel about that actor, Brent. <laughs> it still holds up. Um, it's quasi-sequel, Queen of the Damned, uh, does not, in my opinion. It wasn't a good movie to start with, isn't a good movie now. So, yeah. Um, and those we'll Anne Rice... Those Anne Rice novels, like, I think the peak of their popularity was, like, mid to late 90s, wasn't it? Like, I remember I even read some of them. The Witches and... Yeah, they, well, the vampire novels, uh, they still sell. She's got, oh, like, sure not they what do. they did, obviously, but it's just, she's developed the following. Didn't and, she like, switch to writing, like, softcore pornography? Oh, she was doing that all along. Um, isn't that, uh, isn't that pretty much what vampire books are? That's true. But, yeah, she... Uh, she she's one of those authors that has gone in like interesting stages in her life, which is kind of neat to follow in some ways. Cause she like, she did all these dark sort of Gothic and very sexual books. And then she started doing a series that was based all around like Jesus. Like she had come back to the Catholic church at the time. Uh. And then she sort of went back to, writing the same sort of stuff she had been writing um, after leaving the church because, and I don't blame her for it. She didn't feel at home in the, the Catholic church because they would not recognize gay people. Yeah. You know? Hmm. And so she, she left and it um, apparently uh, according to various things, um, like the teachings of Jesus is still a very big part of her life. She just doesn't particularly like how organized religion goes with it and that's your brief history of hand rice for this episode yeah there we go. tune in okay. next week where we talk about servant of the bones <laughs> okay so oh so here we go dune i was looking forward to this new dune movie uh it's been moved again oh for <laughs> fuck's sakes uh it's been pushed out uh pushed back three weeks from uh, december it 1st get moved up a week first and then it is oh, yeah, it like been, yo-yoing? Yeah, pretty much. I uh, went so this time from the first to the twenty-second. Uh, sounds like they've it, this one. They moved a couple other ones around too, and I think it's just so that they're not too bunched up because these are all part of uh, the Warner Brothers releases, right? That are also going to be going straight to HBO Max. Mm. So that's been moved. Um, Two more things on my list here. It came out this week that Tom Welling and Michael Rosenbaum are apparently working on developing a Smallville animated series and hoping to bring back a bunch of the main cast members to voice characters. I did read that. Hmm. Now, is this one of those things like when we hear about various Star Trek people, how they want to get their own character with a series? Or is like Warner Brothers in DC behind this and helping them work on it. Good question. I don't know. I don't work with them. I didn't think that that deep into it. Deep into it. I just did a surface dive right. here. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. You know, it'd be an interesting thing to do. They they did. If they do do this, it'd be interesting to see if they pick up right where the TV show ended. If they jump ahead a bit if they ignore the comic series that came out that did like, you know, an extra season. 
Or, and then, you know, or how far do they, you know, last, the most recent time we've seen Tom Welling as Superman or Clark Kent was during last year's crossover mm. where he had, he was just Clark Kent and had given up his powers. Mm. But, uh, yeah, well, who knows, right? Time will, well, time will tell. And my last little bit, some comic book news, uh, mostly because, well, I read Amazing Spider-Man, so I thought this was an interesting story. Uh, it's been announced that I guess coming this October, uh, Ben Riley, the original clone of Spider-Man, will be replacing Peter Parker as Spider-Man in Amazing Spider-Man comics. Oh, okay. I heard yeah. he was coming back, but I didn't know that was the kind of story behind it. And uh, and they haven't... They have not, well, of course, because they don't want to ruin the comics before they come out. Uh, haven't said why. They haven't confirmed what's going on with Peter. Now, there have been images that have come out along with this story of, like, a, of course, beat-up Spider-Man and Mary Jane kissing him. So, who knows, you know... There's a whole death of Doctor Strange comic coming out this fall. Are they going to be killing off Peter Parker this fall? Again. Or, <laughs> again, yeah. Or does this have to do with the Mephisto deal from Brand New Day? One more day? It's never Mephisto. Well, in this case, it might be. Oh, that's true. Because they've been in, you know, so to... to, to Yes, for a quick recap, the one more day, brand new day, end of you know that whole thing. Uh, Peter Parker made a deal with Mephisto to make the world forget that Peter Parker was Spider-Man, and in doing so, he said, "Okay, sure, no problem, I'll do this." But he nullified the marriage, the Peter's marriage to Mary Jane, and they weren't supposed to be together. And I believe just a little piece of Peter's soul was supposed to remember it, just so it would be like in pain and remember what it's lost. But Peter wouldn't actually remember what what, what he lost. And this is what Mephisto would get out of this deal. But as the you know, comics have been going on, especially in the last year or so, uh, they've Peter and Mary Jane have gotten back together, and have, uh, you know. It almost at times, especially with there's been some other demons involved in stories lately. Uh, it's kind of what you makes you wonder: Are we getting to a point where something's going to happen with that deal with Mephisto? Uh, even Doctor Strange noticed there was something odd with Peter's uh, soul during a recent storyline. So, who knows what's going to happen? Mm. All I know is. That that whole deal with the devil almost made me give up reading Spider Man. Back then, when that happened, it, it it pissed it pissed a lot of readers off that they just were like, "Yeah, so all these things that all you know, all the stories still happened, but instead of them being married, they were just dating still, or really good friends, or yeah." So that you know that, that pissed that pissed a lot of people off. <laughs> And part of it was, you know, well, we can't, you know, the, the story, you know, allegedly, uh, there were the cr- creative people saying that, well, they can't tell good uh, Spider-Man stories if he's married and happy. Because P- Spider-Man needs to be uh, unemployed and single and a teenager. Well, he doesn't need to be a teenager. Let the man grow up. He's yeah. been around for a few years. 
I I don't ever quite get that because it comes up with Superman too, right? That that's yes. the other character you can always sort of point to is like he's married, he's not married, he's married, he's not married. Like, well, if he's married, people can't get into it. I'm like, uh, uh, why not? I'm married. I read comics. <laughs> it could go both ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just because you know, maybe when you were growing up and reading spider-man he was in high school or college mm. when you were in high school and college and well just now you're a grown person maybe you should you know be able to try to connect to him that way instead of being like no no i need to tell stories of him being unemployed and in college again you know well you have miles miles is young now go tell those high school stories with miles yeah that's there's room for all of it in my mind yeah. at this point. This, you know, it's continuity. Well, I think there should be some of it. Is you know, some of my favorite stories as of late are the ones that just sort of stand outside of continuity and do whatever the the hell they kind of want. Like, um, like the DC's Black Label line is a prime example of that, right? It's, well, exactly. It, that's the perfect thing, though. That's also, you want to tell your Peter Parker high school stories? Go, guess what? Go do an Elseworlds type thing. Yeah. You know, uh, we had I that did. one, uh, the Spider-Man, This Is Your Life, or The Life yeah. Of, or whatever it was called, right? Where it went the whole different decades, each issue was a different decade. That was a, a different take on the Spider-Man stories. And I loved it. It was great. Yeah. You could go ahead and do miniseries like that, you know. That's why, like you said, DC, they had that, that Earth-1 book series where you have Earth-1 Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman, they all these different books. Earth-1 uh, Earth Batman, actually, Volume 3 just came out last week, I believe. Uh, mm, I've got one or two. Those so much good, time but, in between. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, I really enjoyed the uh, Superman ones, which is I odd keep... because it's... At least the first one I think was written by Straczynski. Yeah, I have. I haven't read any really, of those. I've heard really good things about the Green Lantern one too. Like it, it turns it more into science fiction than it has been in quite a long time. Um, oh, okay. I've been tempted to try the Teen Titans one uh, just for the pure fact that we can find them in Canada right now at Dollaramas for like four bucks a book. So, oh really? Oh yeah, the, the, those are the, those are the ones I keep finding is the Teen Titan uh, Earth One books. Okay, uh, I think I read that one as a digital book. Uh, it's worth four dollars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of comics, on uh, something I wanted to talk about, but I didn't want to talk about it uh, until Jen had caught up. So she's probably not going to listen to this episode for a while, anyways. <laughs> um, is uh, the Star Wars comics right now? Uh, introducing characters from the expanded movies that hadn't really been in the comics before. So right now, Star Wars is doing this uh, War of the Bounty Hunters story. Oh, hey, wait, 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 wait. Before you go any further, one sec. That's it for news. Oh, I had one one little thing for me. Oh, so. okay, okay. Get, you do yours, Kevin. I think it'd be better end on. the news before we get into just comic talk. Yeah. One little, th- well, two little things. Um. One, there was a photo release from the set of uh, Shazam 2 with the whole Marvel family. Oh, yes. oh that's I, new. new costumes, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't realize it. I saw the photo, I just thought it was an, because 
Uh, somebody had tweeted it out with like, "Look at these outfits." I'm like, "Yeah, they're 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 still pretty cool." <laughs> they're, if you look closely, they're different. And in fact, okay. one of the actors is swapped out too. Oh. Uh, it's not the same Mary Marvel that we had in the last film, apparently. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, the other, uh, as I was going through my news sources, this one uh, was listed as only having come up an hour ago, so I assume that maybe you didn't see oh, this one. Probably is, not. Uh, the DC Comics character, Madam Xanadu. Remember her? Yes. I did she see is that. getting a TV series from Angela Robinson. It's going to be on HBO Max. Um, she, Angela Robinson was a writer and executive producer on True Blood. And uh, this was reported in Deadline, and she's teaming up with J.J. Abrams to create a series called Madam X, which is based on uh, Madam Xanadu. And uh, that's pretty much all we know, but that just got announced an hour ago. So Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. She's only ever made one other live-action appearance, and that was in um, – uh, the Swamp Thing TV series that aired last year. I was, right. was, was going to say, say there was something with her. I was in it wondering recently. if if she was if that the if the the magical mystical uh, woman in that was Madame Xanadu. I just got a I just got a a pop up box on my computer that says <laughs> Lenovo recommends that you install these updates to optimize your computer. Please note the following updates may require your system to reboot more than once. We recommend saving your work in preparation for system shutdown. BIOS update 10. Warning, pressing OK will start the installation and might yeah. require restarting your system. You I will not touch that button that. for now. But uh, <laughs> Went to record stage whispers the other day and turned on my computer and it decided it needed to do a Windows update. So, oh, so it took an you were hour and a half before I got yeah. in. Fun. So back to Star Wars. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> back to Star Wars comics. No, 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 no. no, no that's cool. That's cool. Sorry. I, I Because we were talking so much about comics, I had kind of forgot that we were still in the news pack. Um, anyways, so the Star Wars comics have uh, revealed that the, uh, what are they called, Ryan? The Crimson Dawn? Yes. Um, the, the criminal syndicate that we saw at the end of Solo still exists. And they are headed up, at least by the looks of things, by Kira from Solo, mm. which was an interesting reveal. Like, I, I was like, oh, cool. We, we get to see more of this character. And then most recently, uh, uh, what's-her-face Admiral Holdo that we last saw in uh, The Last Jedi has also been introduced as a character who's currently working undercover in, like, the crime syndicates. Which issue was she in? Uh, she doesn't. I mean, she's a hologram talking to Leia. It's in the. Oh, I want to say the Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something it, I find it um, because the the likenesses differ from artist to artist. Yeah. And the fact that like the names when you see them written down don't necessarily match up with how they're pronounced and how you think they should look, <laughs> it sometimes throws things off. Yeah. And sometimes, especially the first read through of a comic like that, like you know, you're just reading, you're going through, you not, you don't uh, all of a sudden think, oh wait, that's so and so from this thing. It's like later on, you see mm. the headline from the news stories, and you're like, oh, 
oh shit, yeah, that's who that was. I just I find it kind of interesting that the 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 expanded universe seems to be now completely embracing the films that we have been told sort of from the outside. Now, granted, we we all kind of like Solo and we all really like The Last Jedi, but like the outside world has said sort of a little bit like these aren't as good. Well, but now we're we're where they were sort of distancing themselves from some of these things. Now, like it's like this embrace, maybe it's because it's comics and the shows don't matter at the end of the day. Yeah. (laughs) Like they can easily be written out, I guess. Yeah. They've been making connections in the comics, at least almost since they restarted with Marvel, right? Because they've had uh, the Dameron's in it as consistently as Rebels. What, true. Right, Poe po Dameron's parents. Right. They've even said that they have a child back home. You know, they're, they're you know, a young child already at this point. So, which I thought was contradictory to that one. Uh, I th- I didn't think they had Poe until after uh, Return of the Jedi when they when they left the. Uh, there was that one uh, comic series there, the the you know that came out that was supposed to like take yeah. place right after Jedi and stuff. And then Luke gives them like the force tree and they go off somewhere and play with the tree and you see like Poe Dameron playing in the branches of a force tree. Um, but yeah, so I thought, I, I always took it that he was, you know, not wasn't born yet, but the way they're writing the comics right now, it's like, oh no, he's with family right now. So. Hmm. I haven't read a lot of those Star Wars comics. I, I, I hear they're good. Um, I'll get around to them someday. Yeah, it'll be interesting once this whole uh, bounty hunter war comic like arc is is done. Uh, so the premise for this one is that so it's the time when uh, between Empire and Jedi, where when Boba Fett is transporting Han Solo and Carbonite to Jabba the Hutt, and while well, he had to stop because the uh, the the carbon freezing was actually breaking down. Mm-hmm. And if he it was gonna fail and like pretty much just turn Han to mush, so he had to stop to find you know get this fixed. And when he does this during the adventures that take place, uh, he gets ambushed and somebody else steals him. <laughs> so now everybody you know so Jabba's pissed because he doesn't have his Han- his 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 new ornament yet. So he puts a bounty out on 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 Boba Fett. Boba's chasing after the people that took his bounty. We have, you know, the rebels looking to save him. We've got Darth Vader looking for the rebels. Uh, everybody's going to be converging at once, and it's yeah, very Has, Have they put Fennec Shand into that storyline? Because that seems to be a character they're really high on right now. Um, not yet. It would not surprise me if she appears later. Like uh, uh, because they're throwing every bounty hunter that we've seen in the movies into the storyline, and we know canonically that she is a bounty hunter during the time period before Empire because she's showed up on Bad Batch, right? Yep, yep. It's a uh, well, that, well. That was the funny thing. I was when I was talking to Jen when we watched the the latest episode of Bad Batch. She mentioned something about it, like like just half jokingly. Because there's that battle between her and Cad Bane of which one's going to survive. And like, well, 
honestly, we know she makes it past Jedi at this point quite a fair ways. Right. <laughs> so, but uh, she's a cool character, though. She is. I just read um, uh, an online article uh, interview with Ming-Na Wen, and um, apparently while filming recently, she thought she was filming Mandalorian Season 3 where she is one of the leads (laughs) yeah so and and i love her as an actress so there's so much secrecy around star wars projects that even the cast and crew did not know what series they were filming yeah well they've come up now and said that yeah pretty much that that's what we'll be getting this fall yeah is the book of boba and that we won't be seeing any uh mandalorian until sometime next year right which is a bit of a shame. Mandalorian yeah, but, is sort of their go-to character right now, and yeah, I think it's uh, the pandemic didn't help much, and the way that like true they're trying to structure these shows around like the main actors who have fairly busy acting careers, right? I mean, there is that too. Yeah, it, it, like it's the I think it, like, and it's not only the Mandalorian it's just one of those things with all of these streaming shows now when they get like a fairly well-known or big name actor attached to it yeah there's going to have to be like you know some moving around like the pandemic did definitely did not help any of it but like there's a reason why Loki's only what is it six episodes yep yeah and it's because Probably trying to lock down Tom Hiddleston for longer than that. Like, because basically, when you look at it, it's probably like filming a movie all the way through. Mm-hmm. It like he he's got other shit to do. <laughs> Does he? Uh, he's he's done a couple things, but oh, sure he has, more... But he doesn't have to. He's got Loki money now. <laughs> what you do is what like all of these guys sort of seem to do is you get in on this. You make sure it's like your franchise. You go in on as an, as an executive producer, and then you can go make like an artsy movie that'll pay you in sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> but you still have good money coming in from Loki. This is true. It's like that. It's one of the truest things I've ever seen written in any script. Comes from Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. That speech that Ben Affleck gives about like. You do the money movie so you can do the art movie. And you do the art movie to get yourself more credit. And sometimes you do a movie because your friend says you owe him one. (laughs) (laughs) And then they look at the screen. And it's like, it's true. It's one of the better ways to do it. Like, I'm not saying make crap, per se. Of course not. But, like, you know, make a couple popcorn movies. There's nothing wrong with that. Just make sure they're good. Look at the caliber of actors we have in the Marvel universe. So, yeah, that's your, there's your prime example. Like, especially like the 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 like the wave that we've got coming up is a combination of like people who won Oscars and people who like in my mind probably will win Oscars at mm-hmm. some point. You know, like you have Oscar Isaac's in Moon Knight, which is freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But you also have, like, uh, what's her name? Tatiana Mesli? Tatiana Maslani, yeah. Maslani in She-Hulk. And she is definitely, she is, 
maybe this is what catapults her into being able to get a good dramatic film because I think she she's like that one film away from everybody right. knowing who she is. Because she won the Emmy for Orphan Black, which is a show that a very niche show that not a lot of people really watched. And she played half the cast. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, what other comic stuff is everybody reading right now? I know what I'm reading and enjoying, uh, but I I uh, scroll through Hoopla every now and then. I've recently downloaded the Strange Academy first volume of the Doctor Strange. Um, um, that's the Doctor Strange School for Wizards. Yes, um, I have really gotten that's into on my it yet. I hear it's great, so I'm looking forward to reading that. Um, what about you guys? Well, I'll give you a first-hand account. It is great, and you Excellent. will enjoy it. Good to hear. It's it's a fun book. I really enjoy the art as well. It's uh, at least the first little bit's been drawn by Humberto Ramos, and I'm I just I love his art. Yeah, it's I think very, it's, it's, it's being written by Scotty Young, isn't it? Yes, it is. Awesome. So it's been it's a pretty it's a pretty it's been a pretty good series so far. Excellent. Then I look forward to diving into it. Yeah, except uh, they're killing off Doctor Strange in the fall. Yeah, but Doctor Strange isn't really in this all that much anyway. Oh, okay. It's like it's Harry Potter. It's more or less like it's, it's the Strange Academy because he's the yeah. Sort of it's like New Mutants for but, magic characters. Yeah. Oh, I I thought the the book sounded interesting to me, but it's just like. I've got to start. I, I keep yeah. telling Ryan this every time we talk about comics. I really got to go in and hack my poll down a little bit. Yeah, I hear you. But uh, oh, interesting. Uh, what about you, Ryan? Anything new and cool that you're reading? Uh, well, I've been. Uh, I, I, I did pick up over the last few months. I know I've mentioned them here. A few a few new books that came out. Like I, I've been giving Geiger a, ch- a chance. Mm. That one's written by Jeff Johns and uh, drawn by uh, Gary Frank, right? Oh, I heard about this book. Yeah, um, you know, it's another. It's all post-apocalyptic. This guy's got uh, he can you know he can survive out in the radiation and has against like, radiation powers. And uh, so it's been okay. It's, it's a very nice. It's it's. I enjoyed Johns's writing style, so that's why I've been mm. you know, and I you know I like this stuff on other books. And uh, Frank's art is really good, so I say, you know, I'll give it a, a shot. And it's really the first time he's written a non-superhero book. Like, I can't think of anything else Jeff Johns has written that's not yeah. a straight-up superhero comic, right? He he t- he had his shot at almost everything in the DC universe, and he wrote Avengers yeah, for a while. Much. Yeah, true. Part of me says there's something. Um, oh, I'm sure there must be something somewhere. Yeah. But I don't think he like a lot of current DC writers at least came in through Vertigo. You know, your Scott Snyder's with American Vampire and that kind of yeah. thing. And John's never did anything like that, right? His first book was um, Stargirl. Yeah, like you're you're pretty much. I think you're pretty much on the the ball. Like it's the a lot of the stuff. A lot of the stuff he was written is like the classic sort of characters too. Like yeah. even maybe predating some of the shit that he like would have been his. Like he did start. I was Stars and Stripes his like yeah. first. That was real his big deb- book? That was his debut book. Yeah, Stars yeah. and Stripes. That's what I meant when I said Star Girl. Sorry, because that character was based on his sister who was killed in a car accident. Yeah, right. 
and then you know his his work on Green Lantern. My stands. one issue, I mean, I love Jeff Johns' books. His run on JSA is one of my favorites. He did a great run on Teen Titans, um, uh, Flash. He wrote Flash for years. But my biggest my biggest problem with that's not a problem, but he he liked he had a penchant for just bringing back legacy characters from the dead, right? Like, yeah, we wouldn't have Barry Allen back if if Johns hadn't written Flash Rebirth. Like, we were we had gone like twenty years, nice and happy, without Barry Allen in the DC universe, and Wally was a Flash, and then all of a sudden Jeff Johns comes along, and well, no, because he had written Flash for a while, but there was a decision made where we oh we need to bring back. Barry Allen, he's the best known of the Flashes. Well, people have been reading Wally West for 20 years. Like, what's yeah. the what's the rush? Well, he had done such a good job bringing back Hal Jordan, right? So a- Again, was that another character that needed to be brought back? I mean, there was nothing wrong with Kyle Rayner as a character. No. Except for, but the, they ended except up... for the fridging of his girlfriend. Yeah. That's a whole other thing for a yeah. whole other day. That's where, the, that's where the whole term fridging came from was that run yep. of Green Lantern. But uh, so there's that one, one that I've been reading that I could easily see becoming a a, a movie just because of the the premise is Noctera, and it's in a world where all of a sudden one day it just middle of the day it just became dark, like something blocked out the sky, and yeah. there's no light, and then it turns out if you spend too much time in the darkness. Uh, it changes you. So it's changing like all the fauna and like all it's you know animals, uh, and then yeah, and then people too. Like if you stand out, you become like these evil darkness things that are like all kind of telepathically connected. Uh, and yeah, so you have these people living in these like groups together. Where there's lots of you know in these little cities and you know fenced in and surrounded by security you know protecting themselves and like flooded in light and you've got these these people that ferry people back and forth and like the, our main Noctera, uh, the main heroine of the story, she's a truck driver of one and, and she's got this transport truck that's decked out with lights and she's got like a, a her outfit has like a big like a, a helmet that's got like a built-in spotlight to it and uh normally would drive people from one point to another uh and then now there's other things going on in the story i don't want to spoil them but it does also involve uh like we start to learn what caused all this and it's like well people were experimenting with uh interdimensional type stuff and it uh they opened up the wrong door pretty much Mm. And a darkness, making it seem like a darkness dimension uh, leaked into ours, and that's what's caused everything. So I could easily see this being a, yeah, you know, a movie. But, Speaking uh, of uh, a darkness in comics, you see that that Avengers, the, the Dark Ages storyline looks to be finally popping up again. What is that supposed to be? So I want to say it was not, it was like a couple uh, before the pandemic. Okay. The, in the before times, it was a free comic book day where basically the, the, the power goes out on the world, including like Iron Man while he's flying. 
like trying to stop a plane or something and he ends up going okay. through it instead because he's dead weight and it was supposed to be like the the big summer event in marvel at the time mm. and then they pushed it back and for the longest time it's been one of the ones that was never rescheduled and now it seems to be popping back like there seems to be hints going back to that like we're going to finally see it yeah, because I've seen and, a few stories and ads and things talking about the Dark Ages and where were you, or something like this, when the lights went out or something like this. So, hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I wonder, com- is it now is it going to be a, a, a crossover that's part of the main 616 comic series, you know, comic universe, or is it just like an, uh, a side story that's not, in, not connected to anything? Interesting question. Don't know. Uh, like, it. it it, it kind of makes me curious because, you know, that the comic and Marvel really didn't have that much in the way of interruption for bringing stuff out. So, um, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> hmm. I'm reading a lot of Hellboy again lately. So. Oh, I love Hellboy. Yeah, I, I picked up that uh, that new hardcover of like uh, Hellboy in the BPRD. I think it's. 52 to 50 1952 to 1954 okay yeah and it's, i i love these stories because it's like i i love where hellboy went like where it went into the mythical realm and all that sort of stuff but mm-hmm. i also really enjoy the like the blue collar demon guy just investigating shit <laughs> i wonder so i've got the other you know so i've got those uh i guess the omnibuses or like the the trades or the reading collection yeah I wonder if I should pick that up too, and that, how well that'll slot in with those. Uh, it might. I, like it, it's, they're all stories that don't really influence the story that we've read because they've been written. Each one of them has popped up before, like Hellboy dies, kind of thing, right? Yeah, like a main timeline story. So it's like they just, they're not like I don't want to say one shots, but like, like there's four to. Six other stories. missions that you, yeah, yeah, like the, the where he goes up. to Mexico, yeah, and, and, and spends a couple years drunk and being a luchador. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, well, we've babbled for quite a while now. I'm actually kind of surprised it's gone this long. <laughs> well. Well, you can babble a lot even when we're not recording. So, well, that, that's the whole thing of how the show came about. Really, is we Pretty just much. Took our, our restaurant and bar conversations and put mics in front of us, yeah. and kind of took away the beer. Yeah, <laughs> I'm drinking a beer right now. Actually, it's a oh, Moosehead Rattler. Ooh, mm. I was finishing off my Coke from uh, that fine establishment of McDonald's. Ah. I also did you have the BTS meal? No, but I did have the Big Mac, the Grand Big Mac. What makes it grand, Brent? It is wider. Oh, it is a it is a wider patty bun than the regular one. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. If you like a Big Mac, you'll probably like this because hmm. other than size. Exactly the same. But, uh, yeah. Well, shall we wrap it up with uh, Geek Picks? Yeah. Let's, sure. let's go with Geek Picks. Who wants to go first? 
Me, me, me. I've got a geek pick that's different and unusual. So I have recently gotten into TikTok. You can follow me on TikTok at KevinGS71. Uh, but that's not what I'm talking about. A TikTok, uh, a TikToker I've fallen into is Dan Povenmire. Now, who is Dan Povenmire, you may ask? He is one half of the team that brought you Phineas and Ferb. Oh. And he is actually the voice of Dr. Doofenshmirtz, as well as being one of the creators of the show. So if you like Phineas and Ferb, um, Dan Povenmire is very funny follow on TikTok. Um, people will post pictures of cute animals and he will he will uh, he will say something like, "Oh, look a kitty!" And then they will put a fedora on that kitty, and he'll go, "Oh, Perry the kitty!" It's very funny and very cute, and I'm not paying it as the justice that it deserves. But if you just want cute, fun, family-friendly uh, uh, silliness, follow Dan Povenmeyer on TikTok. There you go. How's that for new technology that all the kids are into these days? Well done. Thank you, sir. What about you, Ryan? Uh, well, since we were just talking comics, uh, I picked up this week ish the, the last issue of the Back to the Future Transformers crossover series. Oh. Uh, so that wrapped up. Uh, it's a fun little you know, Transformers and Back to the Future mashup. You know, you got... Uh, do you want the Transformer that transforms into a time-traveling DeLorean. Uh, at one point, uh, the, a hoverboard that tra- that's actually a Transformer. So uh, even even the clock tower becomes a Transformer. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's a fun little... There's been a lot of these Transformer crossovers lately. Um, actually, I just saw an announcement for an upcoming uh, toy, another toy crossover, because they've got... Uh, They've done a bunch. They've got a, a Gigawatt. They've got an Ecto. And they've done comics for both of those. There's a X-Men current, uh, the Blackbird, their jet, now yeah. as a Transformer. Uh, and then I just saw a tease today of a Jurassic Park Transformers crossover coming soon. So, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a fun little comic. If you look at, if you come across it, give it a shot. Oh, that's cool. Um, huh, I've got so many choices for mine. Um, hmm. I, I think I'm going to go with uh, the Star Wars, the, the Bounty Hunter Wars. Um, I'm not, uh, regular listeners will know, I don't really jump on crossovers that go on to multiple books. Uh, as uh, I'm sure Kevin can kind of attest, I am a child of the 90s who was reading an X book. And got burnt out on those crossovers pretty freaking quick. I hear you. Yeah, because, like, uh, <laughs> for me, um, because I was a kid, I only had money for X-Force. I didn't have money for X-Men and X-Force and X-Factor and all the rest of them. So when, like, something like the Executioner song came along, I got parts, like, three, nine. 12 yeah you know you miss out on most of the story but uh this one i i bought into so i've got like for the next little while i'm getting all the star wars books and it's really intriguing like uh, how i mentioned earlier 
they're bringing in characters from that we just recently got introduced to in the films. But the story itself is is really interesting because it we know essentially we know how it ends. It ends at Return of the Jedi. But it's them getting there and filling in some of these blanks it has been interesting and I'm can I'm curious to see what the end result of it is. Like it, like right now, Luke has somebody else's lightsaber. It's a yellow one. At some point, he has to build his Return of the Jedi saber. Where does that come from? Yeah. The the Vader book is also really interesting. Oh, the Invader they they introduce the Emperor in his secret base on Exegol, which is the the planet we see in um, uh, Rise yeah, of the Skywalker. Skywalker. So it, that's been sort of fascinating to watch too. And it's, it, it, I, I just, I love when Star Wars is done well, and I don't think the comics get enough credit for it as of late. So mm-hmm. there, there you go. The, and, and, and if you don't want to start there, uh, the, the first run of Vader books that introduced Dr. Aphra and her two droids, the, I will say this time and time again, they're just absolutely fantastic. Read those. So that's it for this uh, episode of uh, True North Nerds. We shall return in two weeks. We'll probably have a bunch of movies to do, like, kind of rapid-fire reviews on by that mm-hmm. point, won't we? Because there's Luca, the, the Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. What else? Is, there's... Um, what came we out should... this week? F9 we... came out this week. Uh, okay, so Ryan and I might talk about that if we end up seeing if can, it. But... If we can find a way to watch it. Yeah. yeah but... I, I don't know how much time I'm going to have. Uh, yeah, you're next, busy so. in the next level. Um, but, there, you know, there's stuff going on, so we will we will have plenty to talk about. I'm sure Crap, we I, didn't, will. I didn't know if we were going to be talking this long on this episode, so hey. <laughs> All go, good. But... But for uh, for all of us, uh, where can we find each of you before we head out for the uh, the night? Well, as I or Kevin, you go first, Kevin. I was just gonna as I uh, as the hint I dropped earlier, you can find me on Galaxy Class most weeks. Um, We are doing our episode forty seven spectacular this week. Episode forty seven. Forty seven is a a number that shows up in a lot of Star Trek episodes. So we're inviting listeners on, and we're doing a a whole episode 47 extravaganza this week. Um, and you can also hear me on Stage Whispers, where we just dropped um, an episode today as we record this. about uh, with, It was an interview with, uh, with a man, Joe Pagnin, who has – he's working on a technology that will allow instant translation of live theatrical events with Google, like Google Glass-type technology. Um it's it's called Aria, the Aria project. If you're interested in the sort of uh, the sort of crossing of art with technology, you might want to give that a listen. Uh, it's really fascinating. So um, that's Stage Whispers and Galaxy Class. That's where you can find me. And I'm also on Twitter, Instagram, and like I said, TikTok. So there you go, Ryan. What about you? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find uh, me on episodes, well, other than here, on episodes of Tales from the Collectorverse. 
where uh, Ed Campbell and myself uh, talk about collecting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, our next episode comes out, uh, doesn't come out until next month sometime, so we're ways away. We only come out once a month, the, the, uh, the third Thursday. Uh, so our last episode came out like a week or so ago where we uh, discussed uh, our new purchases, a few, some future news, uh, new releases, and then we discussed uh, franchises that had been successfully rebooted over the years, like uh, in toy form and, and cartoon or whatever you know, films. Uh, for example, like we discussed uh, you know, Ninja Turtles. How many times has that been rebooted into a different version of a cartoon with a whole new toy line? Sometimes successful, sometimes not so successful. Uh, so things like that. I think in our next episode, we actually may be talking about... Uh, here you go. Here's a, 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 a behind-the-scenes uh, top... You know, haven't talked about this anywhere yet, but uh, I think we're going to discuss uh, video games collecting and like mm. some retro gaming and the, that whole craze. But uh, so yeah, you can find us on our Instagram at Tales from Collectorverse. Uh, there we post uh, photos and videos of uh, our of our new purchases and just uh, of some fun stuff. And uh, yeah, that's where you find me. Other than here, Brent. Um, I'm mainly here at the moment, and but when I'm not here, I'm on Mixcloud under Black Donnelly Radio. I put up a show every Thursday night called The Dark Side. This week was a preview of kind of a preview of a concert I want to go to next year in France. I don't know if I'm going to go, but Jen and I have actually kind of looked into it a little bit. (laughs) So I decided to put a show around and just sort of like the acts that are playing at it and live versions of those songs. So turned out pretty good, I think. Um, So, yeah, you can find the dark side on Mixcloud under uh, Black Donnelly Radio. And beyond that, I'm on True North Nerds a fair amount. And uh, we will see you in uh, two weeks. Before that, Jen will reappear with Sailor Snacking. Until uh, next time, uh, stay safe and stay healthy, everyone. Bye. See ya. Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True North Nerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us.